And if you're new with us today, we're continuing the series, 50 Shades of Cray. And listen, I can't wait till, for next week. I'm going to talk to us next week about what do you do when there are cray-cray people that want to hurt you? Or you want to hurt somebody, you know, you want to lash out, you're angry, you're in a cray-cray situation, and you just respond with emotion. emotion. And, and we're going to look at that next week. There, there, there's a Bible story where a man gets so frustrated and upset and angry and infuriated that he literally cuts someone. And we're going to look at this cray-cray story, and God's going to speak to our hearts about how we respond in cray-cray circumstances today. Today, I want to talk to you from this thought. Wake up. Wake up. Crazy things can happen when we sleep. And I've got a clock with me today just to kind of represent waking up and, and the snooze button. And a crazy things can happen when we're sleeping. I, I remember growing up, and I, I've shared this with you before when I was growing up as a kid and all the way up to around 13 years old or so. I was a bad wetter. I was embarrassed. I, was, I didn't like it. I was made fun of. I got spankings because I wet the bed. When I was awake, I could control my bladder. I could go to the restroom with no problem. But when I was sleeping, I don't know what overcame me. I don't know what overtook me, but I could not control my batter, bladder, and I would wet the bed. Now, come on. We're going to have a little honest moment right now. At all of our locations, those joining us online around the world, I want you to participate Everybody who was a bed wetter, raise your hand right now. Come on. Come, come on. Slip it up. Slip it up. Quit looking around. I, listen, I know some of you struggled with bed wetting as well. Crazy things can happen when we're asleep. My wife, sometimes when she's asleep, she talks and moans in her sleep. You know, I'll, sometimes I'm sleeping and I'll wake up and I'll hear, I'm thinking, what in the world is happening over there, she, she literally will talk in her sleep. Crazy things can happen when we sleep. And sometimes when we're sleeping, people can do crazy things to us when we're sleeping. And this doesn't just happen when we're adults, but even as kids, even as little children, when we're sleeping, when we're falling asleep, we can do cray, cray things. Check this out. He still wants to eat. Okay. Did you guys check out <laughs> my boys? <laughs> trying to eat spaghetti, trying, trying to eat, trying to stay awake, just conked out backwards. I mean, crazy things can happen when we're sleeping. And today, I want to talk to you about a Bible story. It's a crazy story that involves sleeping. I want us to look today at Acts chapter number 20. I'm going to begin in verse number seven. I want to share several verses with you just so we can all be on the same page as I begin the teaching today. Acts 20 verse seven says, on the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people and because 
he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were, where we were meeting, seated in a window. Don't miss that. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus who was sinking or who was drifting into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. Paul's preaching, and he's just going on and on and on and on. Have you ever been in a church service like that? On and on and on. And it goes on to say, when he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Literally, Eutychus is sitting on a window on the third story. Of a building, and he falls asleep on the third story in a window. Verse 10 says, Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. After talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home, notice this, and were greatly comforted. The Bible says Eutychus was sinking into a deep sleep in a church service. He was, he was in a window dozing off during one of the most powerful preachers known in our history ever to live on planet earth was preaching. The apostle Paul, the one who raised people from the dead by the power of Christ, he was preaching and he fell asleep while Paul was preaching. He, he fell asleep in a church service. And just like Eutychus fell asleep in the physical realm, a lot of people fall asleep in the spiritual realm. You see, friends, you can go to church, you can sing songs, you can hear the preacher preach sermons and still fall asleep. He was in a church service and fell asleep. And there are some of you that are falling asleep spiritually and the most dangerous thing about falling asleep spiritually is oftentimes you don't even realize that you're falling asleep. When you fall asleep spiritually, oftentimes people don't recognize, they're not aware, they're not cognizant of the fact that they're falling asleep. And what I want to do today, just to make us aware, to, to shed some light to, that we would all be aware if we're falling asleep or not, I want to just give you two signs Begin this message by giving you two signs if you're falling asleep spiritually. Two signs you're falling asleep spiritually. N number one is this. You begin to drift away from God. The Bible talks about this in Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 1. It says, to the angel of the church in Sardis write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive. That this church, this, the, these, that this group of people had a reputation of serving God and passion for God and living for God. They had a reputation of being alive. But you are dead. You, you used to be alive, but now you're dead. You used to be faithful to church, but now you're dead. You used to be faithful to pray, but now you're dead. You used to be faithful to read the Bible and to serve and to, to give and to be in a community group and to, to honor God. You used to. You used to be faithful, and now you're dead. And friends, everybody who drifts away from God has an excuse. 
And there are some people that have a good excuse. But the reality is this. They've drifted from God. They have a reputation of being alive. They have a reputation of being fervent and hot, and hot for God. But in reality, they're, they're dead. They've fallen asleep. And so here's what the scripture goes on to say in verse 2. Verse 2 says this. Wake up. Wake up. The alarm clock is sounding. Wake up. It goes on to say, strengthen what remains and is about to die. Strengthen your servant because you have died. Strengthen your church attendance. Strengthen your devotional time. Strengthen your commitment to God. Strengthen. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God. In other words, God's not through using you. He's not through using your life, but you've drifted. Wake up. Verse 3, remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. Wake up. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. You see, friends, when when you've drifted away from God, you have fallen asleep. There's a second sign that we have fallen asleep. And number two is this. Your life begins to look more and more like the world. The Bible talks about this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in verse number 6. It says, so then let us, notice that terminology, let us, referring to Christ's followers, let us not be like others who are asleep, people not living for God. In, in other words, the scripture is pointing this out. There should be a difference between the Christ follower and the world. Let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us, Christ followers, be awake, be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we, followers of Jesus, belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. When people are sleep, asleep spiritually, you can't distinguish their life from the world, that their life looks just like people in the world. Question, is your life Becoming more and more like Jesus or more and more like the world. Come on, think about your life. Think about how you live and how you talk and how you think and what you listen to and what you watch and how you treat people. Is it more and more like Jesus or more and more like the world? You may be becoming more and more like the world by The scripture talks about being drunk and getting drunk, or perhaps it's sexual immorality, something that's really obvious, but maybe it's not as obvious. Maybe you are falling asleep because your life is looking like the world because you get angry so easy now, and you're bitter, and you're rude, and you're hateful, and you're gossiping, you're lying, you're not forgiving. And whenever your life starts to look like the world, you are falling asleep. Let me switch gears with you. Let me switch gears. I've just pointed out a couple of signs of what it looks like when people are falling asleep. But let me switch gears and give you three consequences of falling asleep 
spiritually. You see, when Eutychus fell asleep, there was a consequence. The Bible says he fell asleep, he drifted, he faded into this, this deep, heavy sleep and fell out the window, and there was a consequence. He died. That's a huge consequence for falling asleep. And we have to understand that when we fall asleep spiritually, there are consequences. Consequence number one is this. You become vulnerable to falling into temptation. You become more susceptible to giving into temptation when you're sleeping. Scripture says in Matthew 26 and verse number 40, then he returned, talking about Jesus, to his disciples and found them, notice, sleeping. He found them sleeping. Could you men, couldn't you, could, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When people fall asleep spiritually, they don't have the strength to overcome temptations that they face on a daily basis. There are temptations they used to have victory over. There are temptations they used to overcome. There are temptations they would just go through the day and would just, just have victory and never, never give in to. And they start sleeping and they become vulnerable and they start falling into those temptations. They start committing sins they would normally Commit because the flesh is weak, the spirit is willing, and when you begin to sleep, a consequence is you find yourself giving into temptation. Now, number two is this. Let's look at a second consequence when we start sleeping spiritually. Number two is this. You become vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. You become vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says this, be alert. In other words, don't sleep. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, looking for someone who's sleeping. And when people are asleep spiritually, they open up areas of their life for the enemy to attack. If you're new to church today, I'm so glad you're here. Let me, let me tell you something about our spiritual enemy called Satan, Lucifer, the devil. The Bible lets us know the only purpose that he's on this earth for is he comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. And when he finds people sleeping, he gets access into their life to cause havoc, to cause chaos. It's a consequence of sleeping. We open up our life for the spiritual enemy to cause chaos. So we have to wake up. Uh, let, let me share with you a third consequence. You're not ready for the return of the Lord. The Bible teaches that Jesus is going to return for his church. He's going to return for his people. He's going to return for Christ's followers so that we can spend eternity with God. And the scripture teaches this. When Jesus returns, we need to be ready. Here's what the Bible says in Mark chapter 13 and verse 
number 32. It says, but about that day or hour, no one knows. In other words, no one knows exactly when Jesus is going to come back. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. Wake up. You do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with the assigned, their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, talking about Jesus coming back for his church, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. Notice th verse 36 closely. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. The Bible teaches in several places that when Jesus returns, we do not want to be sleeping. We want to be alert. We want to be ready. We want to be watching for the return of the Lord. Scripture teaches do not be sleeping. It's a consequence. Don't you be sleeping when Jesus returns. Let me switch gears with you one more time. And let me give you three benefits of waking up spiritually. This is huge. Three benefits to waking up spiritually. You see, when God raised Eutychus from the dead, it says that he went back home and they were greatly comforted. There were some wonderful benefits to Eutychus waking up, coming back to life again. I don't know his whole story. Perhaps he had kids and family and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren, and they did wonderful things for God. They had a wonderful contribution to society. I don't know all of his genealogy, but can I tell you, there were some wonderful benefits for, for, because Eutychus came back to life, and there are some incredible benefits when you wake up. When you're sleeping and you wake up, there are some great benefits, and I want to share some benefits with you from Ephesians chapter 5. In verse 14 through 17, Ephesians chapter 5, some benefits. Number one is this. You will rise from the dead. You will rise from the dead. Ephesians 5 verse 14 says, this is, what, why, this is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Notice what it says, wake up, wake up, wake up from the dead. In other words, don't keep hitting the snooze button. Don't say, you know what, you know what, Pastor, this, this is a great message, and I know crazy thing ha things happen when we sleep, but, you know, but right now, I I'm going to wait till January. I'm going to have a New Year's resolution, then I'll wake up. You know, Pastor, great message. I hear you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up next week. No, no, I'm going to wake up next month, and don't keep hitting the snooze button. The Bible says, wake up Rise from the dead. There's a benefit to you waking up. You will rise from the dead. You have to understand something about, about sleeping. And when you sleep, not only do you become susceptible to temptation, many fall into temptation, which they begin to sin. And sin equals death. It produces death in our lives. And the Bible says, rise from the dead. Here's what the scripture says in Romans chapter 6 and verse number 20 and 21, it says, when you were slaves to sin, 
you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit, what benefit did you reap at the time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. That sin, that behavior, that thinking, that lifestyle result in death. You see, drifting away from God produces death in our relationships, our family, our career, our life, our future. It produces death. So the Bible says, wake up, rise from the dead so that you don't continue to experience death, but you can begin to experience abundant life. Number two, let me give you a second benefit to waking up. Don't, don't continue to hit the snooze button. Number two is this. Christ will shine on you. Ephesians 5 verse 14 says, this is, this is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. When I, when I sleep, I like to sleep in a pitch dark room. My, my wife, she would have the curtains open. I don't want the curtains open. We have windows in our room, and I, I want the curtains closed. I want it to be pitch dark. Matter of fact, when my, my, my wife and I travel together, and we're in a hotel room, man, I try to get those curtains as close as, close as I can. I want, them, I want them, I'll put something on the curtain to hold them next to each other because I want the room dark. I love to sleep when it is pitch dark dark. And there's nothing like waking up in the morning and it's so dark in the room. I love that. And then you know what I really love is when I open up the, the curtains and I look out and it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining and it hits my face and I get excited. I get happy as I was in a dark room asleep. And when I open up those curtains and that sun shines on my face, I'm excited and so ready to take on the day. And there's nothing more wonderful and joyous when you've been sleeping, when you've been in darkness. And you see, when you wake up, the light of Christ shines on your life. He awakens your soul. He awakens you on the inside. And you can begin to live life like never before when the S-O-N shines on your life. And the Bible talks about this as a wonderful benefit. Wake up so that the sun can shine on on your life. A third benefit is this to waking up. You will make your life count for Christ. I want you to notice what the next verse says in this portion of Scripture. Ephesians 5, 4, beginning in verse 15, it says, Be careful then. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity. Don't sleep and miss out on the opportunities because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. You see, when you wake up spiritually, you can begin to make your life count for Christ. You can, the Bible says, begin to discern and know God's will you can begin to make the most of every opportunity that Christ puts before you. Listen, when you wake up, when you stop hitting the snooze button, sir, when you stop hitting the snooze button, ma'am, and you wake up and you rise from the dead and the light of Christ shines on your life and awakens your soul, 
You can begin to make every opportunity count at your work. Every opportunity count with your family. Every opportunity count at the ball game. Every opportunity count at the grocery store. Every opportunity count at church. You can make every opportunity begin to count for the cause of Christ. I want to wrap up with this powerful scripture, a portion of scripture in the book of Romans, where it talks about the very thing I've been teaching you about waking up so that you can experience all God has for your life. Here's what Paul says to the church at Rome, beginning in chapter 13, verse 11. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber. He says, listen, listen, listen. Right now, the hour has come. Don't hit the snooze button. This is your hour. Today is your day. This is your moment. You're hearing this message Right now, it's not by accident. The hour has come. This is your day to wake up, he says, from your slumber. Don't hit the snooze button. He said, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. This is referring to the coming of Jesus Christ. He's coming back for his church, and we want to be ready for the coming of the Lord. He goes on to say in verse 12, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let the light of Christ shine on you. Verse 13, let us behave decently. Make the most of every opportunity. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing or drunkenness, or not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. In other words, he says, wake up and begin to make your life count for Christ. Listen, what we want when we come to the end of our life and judgment day happens because there is a judgment day. The scripture says that we all live and it's appointed to every one of us. We will die and then there will be the judgment. And if we hit the snooze button and we hit the snooze button and we hit the snooze button, we'll miss out on all that God has for us. But when we wake up, hear me, people's church. We begin to make our life count for Christ. And there's nothing better than making the most of every opportunity for Jesus Christ. Because when we get to heaven, we'll receive our ultimate reward. And we'll hear our heavenly Father say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Listen, crazy things happen. When we sleep, we miss out on the abundant life God has for us. This is the hour. Today is the day. Don't hit the snooze button another day. Wake up, oh sleeper, so that you will experience the light of Christ in your life. And your life will count for Jesus Christ. Let's pray.